Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How is everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time it is that you're listening. So happy to be back on the mic with you guys. Wow, what a week it has been. I can't tell you how much I need this therapy session right now. I actually really do need to go back to therapy. I just, I'm not emotionally at the bandwidth where I can handle that right now. I just feel so overwhelmed with work. And I filmed a TikTok today. I, for some reason, TikTok lately does not give me the time to write a caption and put hashtags before it posts anything that I create. So I posted a TikTok today rambling about how I'm feeling and my overwhelm with work and my career choice. And of course, it's not getting any views because there's no caption or hashtags to it. So I will link it below. And basically, I don't even remember what I said anymore. It has been a crazy day since I recorded that. But I'll link it below so you guys can listen. But basically, I just feel like... I'm very grateful for the ability to have the career that I do, a career that I chose to be my own, and then also be learning from someone who has built a very successful business for themselves in personal injury, even though that's not the type of practice that I want to have. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about litigation, a lot about myself as a lawyer, and the legal system, the process, managing clients, managing people, and it has been a really great learning curve for me in the last six months. But I just feel overwhelmed at the fact that I'm just emotionally drained because it's not the type of work that I want to be doing. And I've learned that if I don't enjoy what I do, I don't get a lot out of it. And it really is difficult for me to want to do it. And that has been something I've been really struggling with lately. Um, I talk about more on that TikTok. Go check it out if you want to know more. But basically, the last two, three weeks have been really emotionally draining because of that while simultaneously also the last month and a half being some of the greatest weeks of my life I truly feel like I am coming into my own and I'm trusting my gut and trusting myself and listening to what I want and putting myself first for the first time I think ever and it's really hard for me I've never thought I was a people pleaser but I am a giver and I give so much of myself to everyone and I finally was doing things that I wanted to do for myself in the last few weeks and I just feel really drained at work because it's not what I want to be doing but I know that it's necessary and it'll be worth it and yeah that's that's where I'm at but I'm really looking forward to tomorrow I had a great time at the influencer event last week I had a good time with my friend Claudia and it was so great doing yoga on the beach honestly such an underrated move early morning workout at the beach with the sunshine, the waves crashing. The teacher was super fun and engaging and honestly had such a great time. It set up my weekend perfectly, even though I had to work all throughout the weekend. I got to see friends. I got to see family, got to watch the Tennessee game, even though we lost, which I'm really salty about. Um, You know, it was a really good weekend and that set it up perfectly. And I want to get back into moving my body because it felt so, so good. And I realize I actually do enjoy yoga if the teacher is fun and engaging. I don't like the serious yogis. Like that those kinds of classes are too intense and they're not my vibe, but having fun with it really makes such a difference and I I want to do that more. So that's something I definitely want to add to my 
life when I have the ability to afford going to a yoga class or a Pilates class because I really enjoy those workouts. Um, And this week I'm going to the Miami Open with my family. I'm really excited. I love the Miami Open. I don't really know much about tennis. I don't truly understand it except for reading Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid and learning a lot more about it. Great book, by the way. And my uncle's a tennis coach, but he's never taught me and I've never tried to learn. And I really should because it would be a great business sport, but I think I'm more of a golf girl. And I'm not that great at it either. But I do love going to the Miami Open. It'll be fun to go on a date with my parents to the Miami Open. And I'm just really looking forward to another weekend weekend in Miami hopefully the weather is great and I don't have to work as much as I did last weekend but I yeah I'm doing a lot better today than I was or a lot better now than I was earlier today and definitely that I was last night I you know learning taking the learning curve is hard and someone today asked me if I think my first year of practice or my first year of law school which one's harder And I honestly can't answer that because I think they're both difficult in their own ways. Um, They're both an adjustment and you can't compare them because they're just two different beasts entirely. But I do think that it will be worth it just how law school was worth it. And I know that I will be a better human, better person, better attorney because of this experience so i'm really grateful for that with that i wanted to do a quick suck and sweet of the week my suck of the week is that i just don't like this feeling i i don't want to feel this way anymore i really enjoy feeling happy and light and like i don't have to be so defensive all the time and on edge and while for the most part everything else in my life is going really well I I just don't want to feel on edge. I don't want to feel like I have to be on all the time. I want to be able to trust myself and let go and trust that it is all going to work out because deep down I know that, that is true and I do believe that. I just want to be a little bit more trusting and a little bit more patient and that's something that I'm going to be working on for the next few weeks. I think just knowing that it's okay to be hopeful but also being realistic and just trusting that it's all going to work out and that this is serving a purpose and truly reminding myself of that because it's easy to get lost in even though deep down I know that it's true because I wouldn't be where I am today had I not gone through everything that I've gone through and every choice that I've made has led me to here and I'm really damn proud of them and my sweet of the week is that I feel like I'm cultivating a really great group of friends and it's just been really nice to have people that I can go to when I am struggling this way and the more friends that I make the more people that I meet because I'm being social again I'm going out I'm meeting people and I'm just having a lot of fun right now I may not have a lot of free time but the little free time that I do have I'm making the most of it and that has been a whole lot of fun and I'm also really excited to be back in the influencer game. I've been struggling with, should I make an account for my law firm? Should I promote it on my personal? But I also want to be an influencer still. How do I navigate? And I decided to just 
go ahead and make an account for my law firm so I can continue pursuing brand partnerships and sharing fashion and beauty and lifestyle and and content that just feels more me on my personal account and share the law firm content on my law firm account and share it on my personal here and there. But I want to have a place specifically for that and cultivate that community as well and just have it as a marketing strategy for myself. So I'm really excited to get back into events and working with brands and sharing things that I love just because I love them and that was my outlet growing up and that was my outlet in college and in law school and I want to get back to that. One of my friends asked me what are my hobbies and I was saying social media is my hobby and he was like well but that's work now at some point. You know you need to go back to having hobbies that are truly hobbies and while that is true and I do need to find hobbies that are just for the sake of fun I do really enjoy social media and I want to make it fun again and I hope that lately I've been doing that and I want to do more of it so yeah that's how I've been doing and I'm really excited for this week's episode it's always a good time connecting with friends Gigi and I met and we used to work at Rella together last year and now she has her own agency she's a social media manager and she has an influencer manager as well and she is growing so so much and i think it's so cool what she's doing and we talk all about how she got started what the story is behind her name girl socially and how to get started if you want to start a social media management company because that is such a hot topic and i think there's just such great info and tidbits and a lot of fun here Fun fact, she lives in Tampa, where my brother lives, and the bar exam in Florida is in Tampa. And I was staying at a hotel for a few nights. I stayed with my brother the last night, but I got to see Gigi the night that I got into town. We went to dinner together, and it was a great way to ease into the bar exam and just get away, disconnect, and talk about fun and, you know, just gossip and have a good time before I knew that I had to dive into the bar exam and mentally buckle down and prepare myself for that and it was honestly the best thing I ever did was spending time with a friend and playing with my brother's puppy before I and after the exam and just going for a walk I took myself for a walk along the riverfront in Tampa in downtown Tampa and it was exactly what I needed and yeah I really enjoy Tampa I'm having a lot of fun visiting every time I do go and I'm sad that my brother's moving back home because now I don't have an excuse to visit Tampa anymore. Um, But it was really cool to connect with Gigi again in person and now connect with her on this podcast episode and share her story with you guys because I think it's really cool and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review. Please subscribe to the show, share with a friend, tag us as you're listening. Let me know who you want to see on the podcast, what topics you want to see next, and of course, just say hi and come chat with me and let me know if you want to hear more about me, anything that's going on, content you want to see on my podcast, on my blog, on my TikTok, on my Instagram, anything that I can do to be a service to you guys. You know, I always want to do that. And I love that I get to share my life here with you guys and be a support system to you. So thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. Meet Gigi. So Gigi, what's something people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Um, that's a good question. I think that people don't know that I'm like multi-passionate or there's like multiple layers to me as a person. I think on my social media, and it's not a bad thing. I come off as like just very 
one layer, I guess. It's like very bubbly, sweet. Okay, cool. Like what else? Like what are her hobbies? Like probably just whatever. Who knows? Um, but there's a lot that I want to do and accomplish. And there's just like so much more about me that just meets the surface level. I think I give off this vibe that I'm kind of all over the place a little bit, but I think I'm like honestly the most like organized, structured person. But that people don't know that from like just meeting me, especially on social media. That's definitely not the vibe that I give off. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm the same way. I feel like people think, and I'm openly, I'm like, I'm a hot mess. But I, cause I want you to see the behind the scenes that I am a hot mess, but like, I do have my life together too, because I have mm-hmm. systems and processes in place and you're very much yeah. like too. Yeah. I don't know. And like, I think like I've asked like my friends too, like they are just like, oh, like when we met, I just thought you were just going to be like a really nice girl. Okay. Which I want to be a nice girl. Let's just put that out there. Like, I don't want to be like <laughs> I, I, the one that gets that you're such a bitch when I met you. No, I'm just like, you're just so nice. And I'm like, well, thanks. But they're like, I didn't know that you would like, I don't know, for example, like I love Harry Potter. I love reading. You know, I like, I like, like sometimes going out for a drink, you know, I like watching shows. Like now I'm really into Pilates. Like there's just so much more. And I love having like really deep, meaningful conversations with like my girlfriends. Like, yeah. And we're like, hey, what's the meaning of life? Like, what's the, you're like, how did we get so like personal? And like, I don't know, but I just, there's just a lot more to me. Yeah. So what meets the eye, you know? <laughs> and, and as there should be. And it's kind of cool that we can like, like social media is a highlight reel. We choose what we want people to see, but then we get to keep things for ourselves. And like, there's a side of us that's private for our in real life friends and family. Yeah. And I love that. Like I am a hundred percent who I am online, who I am offline, but there's more to me offline too. And 100%. I love that. And no, I'm the same way. I'm very multi-passionate. Have you ever done the human design? Like, do you know your human design? We talked about yes. that. Yes. Yes, I do. I'm a manifesting generator. I think you are too, right? What's your profile? A two, four. Okay. Is, that, is that the number? Yeah. I'm a three, five, which is the great life experimenter. Like I'm literally meant to be a serial entrepreneur, which like, you know, some of my ideas, like you, like I, I just, there's the, I'm not meant to do just one thing. I'm meant to try a bunch of different things and have a bunch of different businesses and hobbies at different times in my life. And like, you can't put me in a box. So yeah. I love that you're kind of like that too. I don't know what's two, four. I don't know what they're. Um, it's- it's the easy breezy genius. So also with being like the manifesting generator, I actually had a call with someone that was on your podcast like a few months ago. Um, Kara. Oh yes. I, 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 I had I, a session. I forgot. Yeah, I had a session with her. So I that's how I kind of like you know have a deep dive of it. And so I, you know, am multi passionate, whatever. And um then what was it? It was like so I, I could be all over the place sometimes, which is kind of true. Like I like to be I like to keep myself busy is what I like to say, yeah. you know, um, there's nothing wrong with that, but I like to work on multiple projects and so I could see that like you do too. And the easy breezy genius is kind of like things kind of come easily to me. And I'm like, I could agree with that, but also like not because I do think I've worked hard like to be where I am today. Like I just didn't wake up and like, well, this is it. This is like my, my life now. Um, like there's been like overnight stuff that I've like been doing. I've been putting in the work, but how I would say that I do agree with that is that like, I think I've told you this, right? How I got my first ever social media client, right? It was through an internship that was unpaid. And then after a few months working with them, it turned into a paid position that was remote. And I was like their social media manager. 
and since it was remote and I was like wait I'm already I already have a social media client what if I just get another one and another one so I guess like in that way like it was before I even knew it I had a social media client before I even tried um because I was still in my like master's program when I had that internship. So I guess that, but that's just a little, I'm um, like, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but that's Wait, a little I bit about that. I want to talk about that too, but I think it's a great note. Like, yeah, I don't know if you remember back in like a couple of years ago, Lizzo was like, I'm not an overnight sensation. I've been working for the last 10 years. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah, like a video goes viral or like a song goes viral or like you get your client, your business grows really fast in a short amount of time. But you were laying the groundwork all the time. You mm-hmm. were being consistent working on posting content on TikTok yeah. or writing, getting in the studio, writing songs, or you know, putting in the hours behind the scenes to build the business and get the systems and the processes up and running. And sometimes I think like for me too, like it, it ends up happening a lot easier than and I we were talking about this offline and I was talking about this earlier. Like I end up like fighting so much everything. Mm-hmm. And then when I eventually get to the home, I'm like, why am I fighting this so hard? Like clearly yeah. it's presenting itself until I lean into it. So let me just lean into it for once and for all. And then I'm like, why did I do not do this sooner? And then it yeah, is simple and seamless than I thought it was going to be. And it's like, why was I fighting it all along? Like, yeah, I kind of, to me too, like it's not as easy breezy for me, but I fell into the job that I have now because mm-hmm. I'm willing to take opportunities and risks that other people weren't because I'm meant to just try different things and reinvent myself over and over. And I yeah. learn each opportunity that comes. And like, I'm literally the type of person that the serial life experimenter that when I'm no longer satisfied with something, I start feeling frustrated and get the ick from it. It's like, it's, I'm, I'm okay to say like, okay, time to close this and start something. And I just 100%. jump from the next one, no matter what people around me think. And that's really hard and scary and people don't understand that. And oftentimes people don't like it, but that's just how I operate and it works for me. And like at some point at the end of the day, you just got to like believe in yourself and trust it and just go for it. And same with you, like you're putting in the work every single day, but oh yeah, because you're doing I, that, things just come naturally to you and it all works out the way that it's supposed yeah, to. A hundred percent. And like, I think that there's this narrative on social media that People just like wake up and work really hard for a few months and then have like this really, you know, successful company, um, service or product space, whatever it is. And like, that's not really the case because they're not really showing. Some people now I think are being more real and showing up more authentically online, but you don't see like the hundreds of nights that they probably spent crying with probably only like a couple, a couple of dollars in their bank account, right? Really stressed about like, if they're going to get funding, if they, you know, I don't like, I'm thinking like eat dope, like the, the like the raw cookie. food dope. Yeah, the cookie dough. Like we, yeah, they're super successful now, but we don't know like all that hard work that it took that founder to get to where she is now and like that funding and like that capital and stuff. And like with any other company, like there's just so much that goes behind it. So even like if it feels strange and uncomfortable now, like for example, like posting on TikTok or social media, like, and if, but if you want, you know, you want to build a business and like a legacy, you just, have to put yourself out there and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. A hundred percent. If you have a feeling, if you have a gut feeling, you just have to go for it. And you can always pivot. You can hit them with the plot twist whenever you want, whenever it's no longer making you happy or serving you. But if you don't try, you'll never know. Yeah. Um, 
No, but I love that. And going back to what you said, like it, like the one, your first client, it kind of just happened out of an unpaid internship. And then you were like, wait, I can get more of these and make this a business. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about getting started and how did you get into, how'd you get that unpaid internship to begin with? Like, how'd you know you wanted to work in social media and marketing? Yeah. So that's a great question. So I actually wanted to go to law school. Um, I took the LSAT and before I even got my, my results in, I was like, I'm not going. I just got this innate gut feeling that I was not going. I think subconsciously, I always knew because I, my plan always, always, always was to go to law school. And when I was 30, start my own like company enterprise is what I was going to call it or something like that. And use my law degree, kind of like what you're doing, Kayla, right? As like your credit source of credibility, you know, like I'm a lawyer, so I'm an authority and I'm credible, right? That was kind of it. My major though, I was, I, I, and that's why I say subconsciously, I think I knew because my major, I could have very easily picked like pre-law or something like that. Like way to go to law school. You don't need to be a pre-law major, but I digress. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I could have done something more, I guess that made more sense. Right. Cause yeah. but I picked like mass communications, you know, like PR communications, media relations, which doesn't really have anything to do with law at all. Really. Right. So I think I kind of knew, but my, I was like, whatever. I'm like, it works. It doesn't matter. Cause I'm like, you don't need to be a pre-law major to go to law school. So I was like, I'm going to do that. So um, that's kind of how I fell into the marketing thing. And then my um, minor was entrepreneurship, right? So that kind of was already in the work. I've like, taken a minor in entrepreneurship. I had, see, it's funny because you said like, you want to go to law school when you're 30, you're gonna start your own business. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I oh my God, no way. And once I was in law school, I realized I'm actually very entrepreneurial and this fits me way better than like the traditional law school path. But like, that's what I thought I wanted. So it's funny that yeah. we fucked. That is so funny. So then I, you know, I told my family, my family was like, what? Like, you're going to do marketing? Like, that makes me, like, no one in my family does marketing. You know, my mom's a nurse. My stepdad's like a doctor. No one in my family does marketing, right? My grandmother is entrepreneurial. She always has been. And she's like one of the smartest ladies that I know personally. And so she, so anyways, so I told them and they were like, okay, like, honestly, my family's really supportive. So they're like, just try it out. Right. Whatever. So I graduated, I went to um, grad school right immediately after I graduated. And then I was like, but I don't have any experience. And I very soon realized that the marketing industry is a very, very competitive. And in Tampa, it's not like New York city where there's like a hundred marketing agencies. It's very, like very, very few. And it is extremely competitive. So I was like, I need to, I better work. Like I better like <laughs> get an internship and basically work my butt off, right. To get that experience that I missed out on in college. I had two internships. One was at a law, at a marketing agency, a really good one actually. And then this one was like online. And I just found it honestly through like LinkedIn, like really just through the like job board posting websites. And I got, I remember I got an email and I had a phone interview and then like an in-person interview. And I remember I got both of those interviews for both of those internships in the same week, that email, which was crazy. And that was at the end of 2019. And I like started the internships in early 2020. And it gets even weirder because that same, those two internships were in the same like office building in downtown Tampa. Yeah. So 
I was like, what? Because I heard back in the, like, literally the same week. When I tell you, like, one was, like, on Monday and the other one was on Wednesday. And then I was looking at, the like, their addresses. And I'm like, they're in the same office building. Yeah. What are the odds? Like, I had no idea. To me, I was like, that's a sign. So, obviously, I did that. And I worked my ass off. Like, I worked so hard. I was, like, really that annoying, inter- like, intern, you know? Like, <laughs> really, on truly. And then COVID hit and all of that stuff. So, everything kind of slowed down and everything. And then after COVID kind of slowed down a little bit was when one of that internship, the remote one, not the one at the marketing agency, offered me that paid full-time or paid position. And ever since then, it's just kind of snowballed. And then my family was always really supportive. And they saw that I had a passion for it because I would talk about it for hours on end. And they said to me, you know, we we support you and everything. They're like, after three months, if you have this consistent ongoing thing, let's make an LLC. So I did that. You know, I have an LLC now for my business, which is great. It's, my business has changed a lot now. So this past February, it's been three years. I opened my business, I guess you could say February 17th. So it's been three years now. Um, it's flown by, honestly. I still do everything myself, which I'm hoping that would change soon. But a lot of, I've, you know, pivoted a lot. Like I've made, had a new logo recently or like last year. I've learned a lot. And I always say every year that passes that I have my business, I don't think I'm like, it's one step further that it's moving me away from corporate because I've never really ever had a corporate job. No, that's really cool. And I think that's really great advice for someone who wants to get into this. Like give yourself a trial period three months, six months, a year, whatever you feel comfortable with of you knowing, like, if I can see that, like, let's say three months and like, it's like, okay, three months of business is consistent. And I'm making the same or more than what I'm making at a different job. And that's where I really want to be. If you know, you are hitting the benchmarks that you set for yourself. Yeah. Take the next step and you don't have to do it. You don't have to quit your job and start your business and like start from scratch. You can build Mm -hmm. it slowly along the way behind the scenes. So when you make that jump, it doesn't seem as scary. So I like that your family was like, okay, we support you, but like, yeah, give yourself the safety net, but the trial run to know if this is really what you even want to do, if it's really going to be worth it. If look at all the things you have to do to legitimize your business, you want it. And I I too like building my own law firm behind the scenes while I'm working a personal injury firm. And in a few months, I have a feeling that like, I'm going to be able to leave a lot sooner than I thought. But at least by the time that I do leave, I'm making a substantial income where I can make that leap. And it's not as scary. A hundred percent. And I would do want to add to that. Like, I think because I think we are younger on the younger side, it's, and to me, I think it, it was a little bit more, less scary for me to do it, right? Because I, I was like 20. I think too, yeah. everybody was kind of doing the entrepreneur thing, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship thing. It wasn't as risky. Yeah. And unheard of because there, there wasn't as many jobs available. So it's like, I know, go, go yeah. on your own and then go back to a job if it doesn't work out. You know, because I was like, well, I'm 22. If I start my own business and I'm like, let's say it doesn't work out. I'm like, I can still go back and get a job, you know? And if they ask me like, what were you doing during this? And I, I, I'll be honest with them. Be like, Hey, I was starting my own business. I went that route. And I was like, I don't even think that's something to be ashamed of. No, I think that's something think that they so. would be like, wow, that is impressive. I, I'm self-aware now. I know that I, you know, want to go back to the corporate route or whatever, but it was a lot easier because it was less risky. A hundred percent. I mean, the same thing for me, if I ever decide that I don't want to have my own firm anymore or my own business, I still have the law degree. I still have mm-hmm. the criteria. 
I may not have as much experience. I may have to start lower than where I would be, you know, had I gone straight through, but I'm willing to make that choice to, because yeah. I don't want to do my own thing. And, you know, I, but I still have the, the criteria and I still have some level of experience because I had my own firm and exactly did work for a year in a firm while I was building my own. Like I have that experience. I'm not starting from scratch. Exactly. So, and I think that, and I think that speaks volumes in itself, you know, just you be having like in our resume, I guess you could say like that experience that we did have our own firm or in our own company that speaks volumes because that tells that like an employer, for example, I could do all this kind of stuff that requires to have a business, right? So the perseverance, the determination, the mental like stability or whatever, you know, but yeah. 100%. Yeah, it, absolutely. And it, it's like getting a job in an interview. It's all about marketing yourself. You're pitching yourself yeah. at the end of the day, which is what you and I both do in our yeah. businesses, but you're pitching yourself to a company. Why should they hire you? What can you bring to the table? But also you want to know what they can offer you. So look, you can offer the firm that you have all this experience just because it doesn't look the same way that the other people in the firm have that experience. Doesn't mean that yeah. you don't have experience to begin with. I think that's yeah. a so something something that I've like recently have not recently but have made the switch to when I'm like talking to a potential new client on the phone or like a video call is they're not really interviewing me I'm interviewing I guess I'm interviewing them right I'm telling them why I'm why they should work with me and as the same thing this can be applied for like a corporate interview right it's like think about I it frame it, it. I think of it as sorority recruitment. Like it's a mutual yeah. process. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so true. Yeah. Oh my God. It's been, it's they're, been they're hiring you as their manager, social media or influencer manager, but you're also hiring them as a client. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're taking yeah. on that, that role. And, you know, I think, and it's a contractual relationship. There's contractual obligations on both sides. So it makes a lot of sense thinking of it 100%. that way. You know, you want to make sure it's, that, that's the whole thing about negotiation too. It's, you know, you want to make it a more even floor, like bargaining power. You want to make sure that you're getting something out of the deal too. It's not only one-sided. It's not, it's definitely not one-sided. It's like, it's definitely it's a two-way street, you know? Yeah. And that's with anything, friendships, relationships, but especially mm -hmm. in business. But what has it been like? Now you've been doing this for three years. It has changed a lot, even since I've known you. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what, girl socially has become like tip like tip walk us through it like it started off you had one client you're like mm, I can get a few more you had a couple clients you were still working like once you decided to make that jump and go fully on your own and you invested in the software and the logo mm -hmm. and like all like the actual like legitimizing the business what was that like and how has it evolved to now yeah so I okay so I'll start with the name because I feel like the name means a lot to me too so I, okay, first of all, my username on Instagram is girlygg. So that is for starters, like girls socially, kind of already sounds similar. And my best friend's name, her name is Sarah. So it starts with an S. And I, if she was like tomorrow were to tell me, hey, I want in on your business, I would like be like, yes, you're in. I would make her like VP of something because she's super artistic and I would just love working with her and stuff like that. I guess I should preface this. So before I started the marketing agency, I was also trying to start like an online clothing boutique with her and another friend. 
it like fell through. We didn't even get inventory. You know what I mean? It was like, I don't know what we were trying to do, but I kind of forget that I even, we even tried to do that. I didn't know that part of the story. I knew the name story. I didn't know about the clothing store. Yeah. I don't know. I completely forget that we had that. The clothing label was going to be called like our like staged or something like that. Anyways, I have no (laughs) idea. Um, and that's kind of when I realized that I loved doing kind of this entrepreneurial stuff, like finding this, that, you know, and like, because I didn't know anything about retailers or anything like that. So really like researching it and like learning on my own. I love that. And the same thing with starting your own marketing agency. Like I've never done this before, obviously. So I've had to like learn a lot of things on my own. So the girl socially kind of stemmed from that. And then I focus on working with like female owned businesses. So that's kind of where like the girl socially comes into play. And um, so yeah, it's the GMBS basically. And then I, you know, had my, had my logo, did my website, like week by week, kind of like it worked on like little tasks every week until, you know, at the end of like six weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a logo. I have a website. I have the Instagram page for it. I could like, you know, so of course I would dive right in. You don't have to decide like, okay, I'm starting my own business and do everything in one night. You can take your time with it and it's going to change and it's going to evolve. Oh my God. Yes. I've changed my website like a, a good amount of time. Well, not, I wouldn't say a good amount of times, but like, it's had like two or like three, like, you know, I've changed it up a few times. And um, then I, you know, went on Fiverr and Upwork, applied to jobs there, but also a lot of like Instagram, like cold DMing people and word of mouth. Like now it's usually just word of mouth, honestly. Um, which is really, really great. Uh, like I have a client in Tampa and she just like refers me to like all her business owner friends, which is amazing. And I'm like, so, so grateful for that. Yeah, but- shout me out if they need help with trademarking their business. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. Uh, but no, Instagram is a form of word of mouth. That's the whole point of influencers related yeah. business over like a celebrity or an athlete or a model or something. So, you know, word of mouth is that that's my goal. I want to build my business through word of mouth too. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So that's kind of like where that has taken me. And then I've had like just for full transparency, a lot of clients let me go, not before their contracts have ended, but like not ended their contracts early. I've let go of some clients because we just weren't a good fit and it was causing me more headache than that's not good headache. of you. Good on you to know, like it's not worth it. And like, yeah. I want to ask you about that, like how to let go of a client once after this. I like, definitely want to circle back to that because I feel like that's something that people yeah. don't know how to do. A hundred percent. So we, you know, it's been a lot, a lot of ups and downs. Like if I, I can't sit here and be like, it's been so easy. Like, this is amazing. I think if someone no. says that it's been all rainbows and sunshine, they're full of shit and I don't want to hear what they have to say anyway. Yeah, like, fine. There's been, I mean, there's been times where I'm like, oh, my goodness like do I just like let all of this go like I I truly have thought that you know like I oh yeah and I like my 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 boyfriend I'm so lucky for him because I'm like I don't know if I can do this like I'm like in tears like I don't know but that's needless to say that that's why I was saying earlier like people don't see that part because I'm not going to show that on Instagram because I think there's a time and place for everything um especially my my um, agency Instagram I like to keep it professional and I don't want to really show that right because I don't want I just don't want to put that there as of now like in this place where I am in my business right now I don't want to show that maybe a few months or a few years down the line I could share that story you know like that vulnerable piece of information and stuff that's why I like having the podcast because you can share it here where it's in yeah like 
if, if people ask you'd be like go listen to this and they could hear it from you here but you don't have to necessarily bring it onto your own page whereas me I'm trying to market my firm on my same personal page and yeah. also be an influencer because I just don't want another account I already have four yeah I know do not like, get another account that is a lot of accounts I don't know how you do that I'm like up to here with like two personal accounts like my my personal and my business and then like my client accounts I'm like I can't have any more accounts on my phone like yeah I'm no like, I have more crazy. on my phone I'm like I'm done I'm done I'm done I'm done no more no no no, no more yeah no 100 percent um so then I I'll, I definitely want to talk about how like we did that and I brought in influencer management because that Yes. I was not into that when I first started. Um, and then, so now like a few years, a few months, or I guess a year or whatever passed and influencers like TikTok starts becoming all talk and everything. And I love TikTok. So I'm like, was on there really, I was like, yes, TikTok. And then I was like, oh, like talent managers, influencer manager. That's so interesting. And I was like, I learned a little, a little bit about it here and there and stuff like that I've always been really fascinated by like influencing in general like when I was younger I really really wanted to be an influencer so badly but I got in my own way and that's a whole nother story you know what I mean um but I did what I could as in terms of research and I say that because there's not that much information about influencer management out there in general so when I say I had to learn a lot on my own that's what I've been doing but I got in contact with my first ever influencer and I asked him, like, hey, are you looking for management by any chance? She said, no, we kept in touch. And I was like, hey, like, I'm going to learn everything I can in three months. In three months, like, let's start working together. And she's like, yes, deal. That happened. And now I have three influencers, which is really nice. Basically, what I do, like, Kayla, you know this, but, like, negotiate brand deals. I um, do, like, brand outreach, kind of, like, hold them accountable like content calendar wise and like accountable to their social media goals and things like that. It's, it's really fun. I really enjoy it personally. And it's very, very different from where I first started with social media, like marketing. Yeah, can you management. talk about the difference between influencer management and social media management? I don't think people, they hear those terms, but they don't really know what the difference is. Yeah, I yeah, 100%. So I think also a lot of people don't know the difference between like an in a influencer manager and a social media manager. Um, so a social media manager is for a brand, a company, a business, right? And that is when I like will create or I'll create the strategy, create the content, the post, and post on their social media accounts as the brand. Um, and then influencer manager, I never post for the influencers. I never even create the content for the influencers. So in that sense, it's very hands off, right? Like they're the creative aspects of the content creation here they're the creative part um I am more of like what I say is like the admin part of their business and they're the creative part of their business so I do like all the email like I guess if I, I guess you could say all the boring work but I don't really think it's boring I actually think yeah. it's kind of fun honestly um but like all the logistics emails the organization the reviews, the approvals, I do all of that, the back end stuff. Um, whereas like for again, social media manager is I'm doing everything <laughs> for for a brand. Um, I'm just not like, you know, there's no and for a brand, like social media managers, there's no like negotiating rates or anything like that because there's just like not really that unless you're doing influencer marketing, but that's a completely different ball game. So that's basically the difference. And then I would say like the, but that's the main difference. And I like both. I really, really, truly like both 
So I like social media marketing because of the strategy part of marketing. I love the strategy part of marketing. It's like kind of my favorite thing, I, I want to say. And then for the influencer management, I like the relationship building with brands the yeah. most. I think it's really nice when I get to like communicate back and forth with a brand and they get to know me as, you know, because I... This is like dependent on every, I think, manager, right? But some of them will communicate as the influencer and some will communicate like, hey, I'm, you know, GD, I'm, you know, so-and-so's manager. And I like, I introduce myself because I want them to know that it's me speaking to them. And so it's just really nice. I think it's really nice building that communication and that relationship because it's like the whole part of influencer marketing, I think, we're just like, you know, influencers, it's all really just relationship building and network building. Yeah. No, I think it's cool. Like I, that's why I love having the influencer management side and then the law firm side, similar to you, like two sides to the business or well, yeah. different businesses, but like, I love the back end admin logistical side of influencer yeah. management, but I also get to be creative and work alongside mm-hmm. them on the legal side, the contract and the trademark side. It's not as glamorous and fun as social media management, um, content creation, but that's not my forte like I enjoy that on like the legal side and using my skills there whereas you use your skills to do the strategy and the content creation and like you get to have both sides of your brain and like two different sets of skills and they work together in a lot of ways but you get to do 100% going back to so like how do you like let's say you for social media management you get a client like how does a deal work like if someone wants to get into this and they don't really know much about social media management and what that entails. Like you reach out to a client like, hey, like, you, I, like, do you need help with social media management? I would love to help you out with this. And they say yes. And you have a consultation and, you know, you're going to go sign the deal. What does a typical social media management deal look like? And then can, how does that relationship go? And let's say like you guys decide not to continue for whatever reason. It, the relationship broke down. It didn't work out. It wasn't you know, what you were looking for, how do you let them go? Like walk me through kind of like the life cycle of a social media management project. Okay. I love this question. I love this question. So there is, hopefully this episode will be on YouTube so people can watch your reaction. (laughs) As I said that. I love this question because he's so excited. Okay. So I, let's say, do you want to go the route that I message a brand or they message me? Either one. Okay. So let's say I message a brand, right? Or it would be easy if they message me. So they message me. Normally, I'll just give you my, my, I guess, secrets, I guess, if you will. But recently, I've really upped my like marketing game, like a lot, I feel like. So, and I want to get people in the DMs as much as possible. That is like my goal. And so they'll like DM me, right? Because I entice them some way, right? And so they'll DM me and I'm like, hey, like, thank you so much for messaging me. So excited to chat about X, whatever they messaged me about, right? Like on my story or something. And then I like really just try to get to know like where they're at. This is like if they're a business owner, obviously, because I guess if not, it wouldn't really work. But my ideal client is obviously a business owner. I want to know like where they're at in their business. What are they looking for? And what are they struggling with, right? And then we have that conversation a little bit in the DMs. Like, I don't just directly straight up ask them, like, what are you struggling with in your business? I just kind of like, hey, like, where are you at in your business? Tell me more about your business. Questions like that to, like, warm them up a little bit. 
And then they will tell me, they'll open up and tell me. And I will basically just be like, I, I actually think my social media management service is the perfect fit for you, right? Would you like to know more? And then they obviously, if they, if they say no, then that's just it, I guess. But if they say yes, right, which that's the goal, um, I'll kind of give them what they want. Or like, I'll kind of like, you know, give them some options. Um, with social media management, it's very different, right? Because I have three packages for social media management, but that's kind of more on the back end side of the business. Like no one really knows that, but I have three just to make my life easier, but it's obviously customizable to some extent. Um, and then they'll say like, okay, this sounds good. Like what's whatever. What's typical package? Like what's the, the most common package? What do you offer? Um, Instagram and TikTok is my most typical. Like those are the two platforms that I always suggest pretty much any business. Unless it's completely like different, like you're like a, a super random business, maybe I'll change that. But it's Instagram and TikTok is like my go-to, and then we post on Instagram three times a day and every day on TikTok. That is like my ideal, path. like that. If you have that, then I'm like I feel really good about that. But also with social media management, sometimes you're like I don't want to do that. Maybe because it's budget, or maybe they're like, oh, I don't want to be on TikTok. Like that's too much work. Um, because obviously with the TikTok, like the business owner does need to have some level of commitment to it because they need to show up on their page. But obviously, like if they don't say yes to TikTok, then it's so hard because I like don't have that much control. Like I am only focused on one area of the business, right? So it's like I can't be held accountable, I guess you could say, right, for the growth or the success of your business because I'm only focusing on one platform posting twice a day. Well, what do you expect? You know what I mean? that makes it that much harder. So that is kind of that. So I'm always going to like get like go for that package for them. And then we, I don't do sales calls anymore for social media clients, only influencers, because I don't think there's a need to anymore. And if we could just have the, like close the conversation in the DMs, that's just like what I'm going to do. Like, I just don't feel like there's a need to get on sales calls anymore. And so I'll send over the proposal, the contract, we'll get that signed. They pay the first invoice and then we get started. Um, How do you price month? it? Like, you don't have to give your exact numbers, but like on average, like where you started out, how do you price it? And how do you know when to kind of like, all right, time to raise my prices? So I started out, I had a client paying me like $300 for a full social media package thing. When I first started out, it was terrible. And that's from the clients that I had to like let go. It just like, that was like so draining because I was doing so much work for literally $300 a month. And um, I was with that client for a while too. And so they were like a food app, basically like food facts. You could like scan the barcode and you know what I mean. But that was that. And then it was just very, very, very draining and over very like overwhelming for me because I had like some clients that are paying me a little bit more so obviously I was like happier doing their work and I'm like if you are not happy with your prices that's gonna make your job you're gonna you have to be comfortable with your pricing for sure yeah a hundred percent so I now charge like somewhere around like a thousand you know to like two thousand like that is like kind of where I'm at right now and you have the experience to back it up you have a portfolio you could demonstrate to back it up yeah. is, but for someone starting out where do you think they should start you saying I think too low so where should they yeah start? I think you should be at 700 700 right I for like let's say you're doing three to four posts a week or something like that like 700 is kind of where you should start 
that's where I started. Like that's kind of the, the 300 was not like a normal thing. That was just like I just needed a client kind of thing. So I said yes to it, but I my 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 rate was like 700 at the time. So how okay, for yeah. that client that was like not serving you, you were very overwhelmed. How do you if if you've had a long-term relationship with them, how do you mm-hmm. do you present like, "Hey, my rates have gone up." And they turn it down. So then it's easier to let go. Or are you just kind of like, this isn't working anymore? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. So I, we, so what I do, so before at the time too, my um, contracts for social media management were like three months, six months, nine months or 12 months. Like I was also like giving people way too many options, which I, I've learned now. Don't give people too many options because that's like confusing for them. And so, and those people are always interested in three months because it's like Cheaper. less risky. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's less risky. Even if they want to resign, it's less risky, right? And again, that was more work on me because every three months I had to resend a proposal and a contract, and I was risking them not signing it, right? So I was like, oh my god, this is like it's so time consuming. So I don't do that anymore. My my contract lengths are only six months. You don't like it? Sorry, you do amazing. Like. It's only six months. Like we're only doing this twice a year, you know? Um, so anyways, I told them, I was like, hey, my prices have raised, right? Because I've been doing this for, like, I was doing this like for a year and a half at that point, I want to say. So I was like, I, you know, have more experience under my belt. You started with me when I had no experience. That's why you're like, you know, pressed at this rate. Um, but now I, you know, my, my prices are raising and they were like, I just don't have the money or literally like money at all to pay you or like pay that like it was to the point where they almost like didn't pay me my last like $300 that month because they were claiming that they were like not going bank- bankrupt but they were just like making no sales or whatever so and I'm like I think their deliverables is also like only two posts a week with no Instagram story no TikTok and I'm like what do you expect I think their account also had like 183 followers and I'm like, I, like, I was, I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, I was trying everything. Like, I was putting everything in those two posts. I'm like, well, that's all I have. I only have two posts to make this good and to make this work. But that's un- so unrealistic. You can't really expect to see results only doing that. There was no email marketing, no text marketing. Yeah, no they weren't really- willing to invest fully into the business. So it didn't make yeah. sense for you to be there anymore. A hundred percent. So they, you know, we had just kind of let them go and everything like that. And um, yeah, you know, sometimes some clients will, um, I've had another client, we were, it was time to do the, per, um, like resign and they were just like, Hey, like I kind of, you know, want someone like, I just don't want this anymore kind of thing. This is for kind of like a deodorant company. And well, they were actually like, we're so glad you graduated school already. Congrats on that. Um, It was so nice working with you. And I was like, I graduated, I graduated my master's like in October and it was December. It was just kind of weird. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. I was like, but I was like, yeah. So I was kind of glad to let them go to whatever, you know, but, um, have you yeah. ever had to break <laughs> up with the brand that you actually enjoyed working with? It's a good question. Yes, I have. I'm sure there's, hold on, I'm trying to think. I know there's one, but I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's another one. What's that like when yeah. like they come to you and you're thinking it's going really well, but they don't want to resign with you or they think it's going really well. And you're like, mm, I'm not saying, uh, you know, yeah. Okay. That's a great question. So obviously I, I like, it obviously does hurt a little bit, right? 
but I have to say like no or like uh, a rejection is a redirection kind of thing and I have to like look at it I'm like well at least I even had right the opportunity to work with a company that like let's say was an ideal client or that I really enjoyed working with right because there's been times where I, you work with clients that they're not ideal clients right but you're just like well, let me just take this client on because it's business right so yeah, but I'm like, well, at least I've had the opportunity. And I know what, like, I kind of, when you do that, you kind of have to assess, like, what went wrong and analyze and, like, just better prepare that for the future. So whenever you do get that next ideal client, you could, like, not make those same mistakes. You know what I mean? Um, I'm also just, like, very honest with myself. And I, I know when, like, let's say I've messed up or, like, oh, I could have seen that. I could see, I could have seen where that went wrong. You know what I mean? okay, well, now how do I do that so it doesn't happen next time, right? Well, maybe that's be more vocal, right? Maybe make your services more of like an into like a better part in their business where it's like, well, we need her services, right? Like yeah. she's like kind of almost irreplaceable at this point. Um, so that's kind of like my little take on that. No, I think that's super important because I think so many the ego thing you don't have an ego you're like all right it didn't work out so sad to see you go thank you so much for the feedback and you implement into your business so you don't make the same mistake for the next time and you never know they may come back they may not but at least you learn from it and like I said like the redirection rejection is rejection too many people have an ego about it and then they're not willing to learn like okay you made a mistake own it yeah I made and every single day I'm so but you, if you don't learn from it, you're never going to get better. We talked about this before, like with friendships, if a friend doesn't tell you that you messed up and that you hurt their feelings, you will never know and be able to fix it. They can't resent you for it. And if they do, then that's not a friend you want anyway. Same thing. 100%. Who isn't going to tell you that you messed up. They're just going to let you go. They can't give you constructive criticism for you to learn from, then you don't want them as a client anyway. A hundred percent. And listen, like at the end of the day, right, we we're all business owners. Like I work with business owners, right? So you they everyone has to make a decision that at the end of the day supports their business, right? So I and this is I hate to say it, but a doggy dog world. Like if you're not giving them what they want, I'm sorry, but it's time to go, right? And I completely understand that because if the roles were reversed, I would be doing the same thing. You know what I mean? And I'm not one to like, you know, kind of like burn bridges, like if, especially if it was like a good relationship and stuff like that's perfectly fine like I'm perfectly okay with that because I understand as a business owner like with feelings yeah. aside like I understand where they're coming from you know um and I feel like that's really important because being a female entrepreneur I think sometimes we could get our emotions get the best of us a little bit um so I think it's really important to be like this is this is just the name of the game right a client's an, I've had people be like, I don't want your services. Like, hey, that's okay. It's okay. I'll move on to the next one. Like, don't, I, like, yeah, I don't care. Move on. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'm sad for a little bit. You know, I'm like, oh, crap. I really wanted them as a client. But I'm like, everything happens day, for a reason. There's a reason they weren't meant to be your client. And I think it's important that you have that mentality of it's good you brought up being a, fem- a female entrepreneur. Like, what has been your biggest struggle with entrepreneurship? Like, that you've that ha- that it has taught you about yourself and something that you like a transformation you've seen since you chose to become an entrepreneur. I oh, that's a good question. So, I think that I, I think I struggle most with like getting in my own way. I think, um, same, <laughs> uh, yeah, and sometimes I like 
do imposter syndrome. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm like, is this really like, am I really gonna like, is this like, am I really gonna get like the life that I want? You know, um, but I think that's just me being like a, a critic on myself, honestly. But I know like what it's taught me that I'm like, I'm just, I persevere a lot, you know, I kind of thing like I am like, I kind of just shake it off like tomorrow's a new day, you know, and I remind myself of why I started in the first place. That's um, you always have to have a why that's my biggest piece of advice for anyone going into law school, but also just in general, like, why are you doing it at the end of the day? Like, entrepreneurship's not easy nothing is easy yeah. why are you doing what you're doing that's important. yeah and I always have to remind myself like I like wanted this right I was like so I'm this is what I asked for you know what I mean like yeah. I'm like I decided to do this on my own right like no one forced me to do this right so I'm like it's a little bit of tough love I'm like Gigi like you have to man up kind of like sorry <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm the same way I'm the same way yeah but I do, I, I do get in my own head a lot. Like I'm always like, oh, and I compare myself a lot to other, I mean, there's so many marketing agencies and like, I'm like, oh my God, this is. But there's someone out there for everyone. And there's the pie is, there's a piece of the pie for everybody. You know, there's multiple pies. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same pie. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And something that I've learned is that, listen, you have to be confident in your you know your your business and your services. you're pitching yourself to them yeah people love that right if I like let's say I go up to someone in the dms I'm like I I want you to be a client like this is what I could do for you like blah blah blah, blah. like my clients see an extra turn in it's three a months problem they don't even know they had yeah I'd be like they're like oh shoot okay yeah maybe I do want to work with you let's schedule a call you know but I'm like, oh, hey, like, maybe, like, like yada, yada. They're not confident okay. in you because you're no, not like, I Yeah, you have to, like, you have to be assertive, honestly. That's something else that being a business owner has, like, taught me just to be more assertive, like, in also my personal life, like, about my feelings, my thoughts on things, my opinions. Yeah, and, like, just to, I, I, I've noticed also, too, I just, like, take charge in a lot of situations in my personal life, right? Because, like, as a business owner, I'm like, okay, I have to do this, this, this like these tasks they have to accomplish this you know and then in my personal life I see that bleeding in I kind of like tackle all my personal life as it's like my business as well so I'm like oh we need to do this 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 before we like you know are able to go on this trip or something like I am very action oriented I guess yeah those are some great lessons I think they there's a saying like it's not business it's not personal it's business I think business is inherently personal yeah, and you you bring a lot of your personality into your business. That's why certain. That's why there's enough to go around for everybody because you bring something to the table that, you know, you're going to attract a different like influencer management. We're friends and we're both managers, and you know my clients and I know yours. Like, there's a reason why your client signed with you versus me. Like, yeah, there's something that you offer that they want, and you know, there's something that I offer that my clients want. They might be similar, yeah. but our approaches are ultimately unique because we're unique people and there's enough to go around for everybody like everyone has 100%. a unique approach and it it's gonna be okay and it's it's personal your approach is unique to you and that's why you're gonna get certain clients in social media management that another agency won't get or you know a certain marketing budget the caliber of mm-hmm. the content or because you're only a one-man team and you don't have people so you can't do more so you can't charge mm-hmm. more but if they're yeah if they want more they're gonna go to someone who can provide that 
And 100%. as you grow and as they grow and the relationship will evolve over time, but you know, it's, it is inherently personal, but it's also, yeah, like at the end of the day, it is also a business and you need to be, you know, look out for yourself and look out for your business. Cause at the end of the day, the only person who can do that is you. And same thing with the business owner, they're looking out for their best interest. And if it's not aligned, it's not aligned and that's okay. No, hundred percent. And like you were saying, you know, kind of like people will be more attracted or like resonate more with like your business or my business. Right. And that's so true. And that's why I kind of like stopped working with businesses that the owners are not willing to get on stories or like be on TikTok because I think the founder's story, right? That's the whole point of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's going to call in the kind of people that either like you and resonate with your values or vice versa, the kind of people that you want to call in, right? So because like, let's say there's a skincare brand, right? And the owner does not want to be on in the TikToks. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll be in the TikToks. That makes no sense. That I'm not the owner. That's super confusing. You don't want to be right? the face of the brand. Yeah, you want, if if it's a skincare brand, it's about your skin. There, you you started this company because it was a problem. Yeah. So you need to be the Yeah, and that, and this this happened with me with one of my clients. Like the owner's like, no, no, I'm not going to. And I'm like, no, but it's, It'll be way better. I promise you. During the TikToks, like, no, 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 I don't want to. And I'm like, but that makes. I'm like, yeah, I could be in the TikToks all day long, right? But I can't tell your story the way you can. I yeah, I can't tell your story. I wasn't there, right? I w- I didn't experience it with you. I don't know. You could tell me why, right? But why would I be telling your story on TikTok? That makes no sense, right? So. I yeah I stopped working with that because it's so true you're going to just attract the kind of people that you want and that are attracted to you and your vibe right so especially us it's like we're not selling a product right so they people are working with us one-on-one especially just now right so they better like you like they better yeah. like you so on the like, you know. management side yeah it's a personality fit for sure on the brand side they like they are building a brand and the brand has a voice, but they need to make sure that you fit the voice of the brand. So at the end of the day, you still need to align with the business owner. A hundred percent. Yes. That's what, and that's kind of goes back to like why I don't work with like businesses that men own really. Cause I don't think I have that tone of voice just to be straight up. I don't think I have that kind of voice and um, I'm not going to be probably passionate about that, you know, like studio, uh, women-owned businesses are like skincare brands, med spas, obviously. There's um, clothing boutiques. There's Pilates studios. The list goes on, right? I could relate to all of those. You know, if primarily their target audience is also going to be females, which I know the psychology behind women's buying, you know, the purchasing behaviors. That's why I chose them. One of the reasons why I chose them to be like my target audience. That's a good point how do you choose your clients like if the I, you you're saying you slide into their dms but if let's say in one week three new clients come to you and you only have a spot to take on one new client what are you looking for in a client or what makes you want to slide into someone's dms yes so i love like business entrepreneurs like that are that they're showing up for themselves and for their business every day you have those business owners that are like on their story Okay, not in, like not in an annoying way, but just like getting on their story and like 
being like, hey guys, like this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm up to. Like yada, yada. Like I just love that energy, right? Because that's like, they're showing up for their community, right? They're showing up for their business. So it's kind of, so it's, you know, showing up for their business. They're striving for success. They're trying, they're go-getters and ambitious, right? They're like the doers and the dreamers. Um, And obviously like what is the deciding, one of the deciding factors for me too is like, well, I'm at, what product or service am I more interested in? Is that like, let's say we have a, I don't know, a planner, right? Let's say like a really cool planner. Cool. I like, I like planners. Let's say one is a med spa, right? Let's say another one is a, I don't even know, um, permanent jewelry, um, whatever. I also kind of think honestly, like longevity. Well, which owner am I going to be able to probably work with the longest, right? I also look into like their budget, which one told me that they want more and it's actually going to probably pay me more, right? Again, this is a business. So I kind of think about that. Like I, so it's going to be like who I vibe with the best, who is going to be here and like for the long, for the long game, right? Because like if I could have a client for three years rather than just six months, I'd rather take on the three year client. Yeah. Because um, again, you're, it's a relationship. You're building a relationship. Yeah. With so I would, I would kind of just like think about that. You know, that's a good framework to look at. Yeah, I do the same thing with influencer management and even trademark clients and contract clients. Like, I, if I already have a feeling they're not going to be a recurring client, like, I'm not going to automatically say no to them, but there has to be some other enticing factor. Um, because I, I, I put so much of myself into my work and I want to make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm being compensated for that not just financially, but also like being matched at my level. A hundred percent. Like I've had um, like businesses that I've worked with that I just like did not also like un- understand their business model right at all. Like I was like, what is this again? It was like, for example, one was like a concierge type of thing where they helped companies. It was like, almost like a consulting firm, but they didn't call it, they didn't call that, themselves a consulting firm. It was really, really, really confusing, right? again back when I started and I, I I struggled like coming up with like their marketing strategy because I didn't even understand what yeah, you have to was. be interested and know kind of and be willing to learn if you don't know already be willing to get your hands dirty with the business for sure yeah 100% so I kind of like also just try to get myself in industries that I am or businesses that I'm like already a consumer of right understand I'm willing to learn I'm, a, I'm a passionate about that so yeah and like you totally said like if it's a, a, you know a space that I'm not familiar with like well let me how like can I learn that information can I learn that jargon that those terms you know so I could like you know, use that, that tone or that language in the content and in the, in the coffee and stuff. Yeah, for sure. So uh, now that you have two sides of the business and they both make money in different ways and they kind of take different skill sets, how do you structure a week? Do you do both in the same day? Do you have like Monday, Wednesday, Friday is one side of the business, Tuesday, Wednesday is another, or like Fridays is admin day and content day is Wednesday. Like, how do you like walk us through a week in your life? running your business so as of now right because I could do this right I um maybe if I get more clients I maybe won't be able to structure my day like this but as for now I do work on all of my clients um I have three social media clients and three influencers so I work on those three all six clients every day even if it's for 30 minutes I will touch so what I kind of say is like I'm touching base on their accounts on a daily basis I don't think that if I 
got on another client that I would be able to do that. But yeah. obviously we'll obviously I'll have to play around and see. But as for now, I do every client every day. Yeah. That makes sense. No, I I'm kind of at the point where I touch a little bit of everything I do every day, but I I need one thing off my plate so I can have more structure because it, it's it's a lot. It's overwhelming. But I definitely <laughs> see the value in everything the way that I'm doing it right now works for right now. It, it's not sustainable, but it's the necessary evil to get to where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Same. I don't think mine is sustainable at all, honestly, because I only give myself this much time a day to work on my business, which is not a lot. Um, and then add in, you know, I got a dog on top of that. So I'm, you know, taking him for and a walk. No, and your personal life, you have a relationship, your family, yourself, like yeah. there's a lot more that goes to it. And that's the one downside of entrepreneurship that I think people forget about. It's you're still a human at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, the, the, you know, the buck stops with you. Like you don't leave the office and like work. Yeah. Even if you work specifically only at a coffee shop and you don't work from home, you're still, the business is up here. So like you're, you're always going, you're always thinking of new ideas, texts, emails are coming in and you may not answer them until tomorrow because it was after 5 PM, but like your mind's still running. My mind is a hundred percent. And so the end of last year, honestly, too, I was like getting just the minimum of work done well okay not the minimum but like I was just like doing what I had to do for my client work right because I was traveling back home for the holidays and my family my mom and my my, my parents live in Georgia right so I was like you know and I was I took time off right so I was just like getting the post up I was just getting the content approved like I wasn't doing anything extra for my business either I was also just like feeling a little bit uninspired at the moment and I'm like a real, I'm just like a creative at heart, right? So I just know, like, um, for example, I just like, if I'm not going to push it, like if I don't have any ideas running, right, I'm just like not going to push myself. But when I have creative ideas flowing in, I really lean, lean into that. So now I have a lot of creative ideas running, right, in my head. So I'm taking advantage of that. Because also I think because you're making time to have time off so the creative yeah. juices are flowing again. I'm the uh, same. Yeah, 100%. And um, something that I also like do want to mention though, because I think it kind of relates to this topic is that I've like tried, I, well, I'm not trying, well, I guess, yes, trying is the right word, but I try to do like something for myself every day. It could be little, right? It could be reading a chapter book. It could be watching like a TV show on Netflix, like just something that is for me, aside from work, now aside from my dog, Benji, right? Just for me. Like that could be a face mask. These 15 minutes are just for me. And I try to do something like that every day. Um, Like today, I went to a workout class at like 1030 or whatever. Amazing. That like that one hour, those 15 minutes, that was for me, not work related, just for me. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great tip of trying to find time for you in every single day. I love my slow mornings and having mm-hmm. my time in the sunshine. I love that. That's my time. If I can get more than that, even better, but like that's a non-negotiable. I know. I know. So I kind of have been struggling with my morning routine, which I'm not a big fan of. I, I, am, I love like a good morning routine and I had a really good one in place before Benji. Um, and I, I'll kind of walk you through it, but I, you know, I would wake up at like 7.15 because I don't start work until nine. So that gave me plenty of time to kind of like do my stuff, right? And that would 
be just like, I would wake up, go to the bathroom, do my skincare, ice roll, love ice roll in my face. Um, I use like the skinny confidential one. Um, and then I would, you know, have my greens, like my green juice before coffee. And I would do like a meditation or like a, a like self um, affirmations, like write like, you know, a few pages on a piece of paper. And then I would get ready for the day while I listen to a podcast and then start my work day. It was ideal. Now I have a puppy, so it's not really like that. I'm kind of like running around all over the place because I, he wakes up at 6.30, so I have to take him out downstairs to use the bathroom. So I, my alarm goes off at 6.30. I go to the bathroom and then I get him, do that. And then at 6.45, he has to have breakfast. So he's having breakfast. And then um, I have to take him outside to use the bathroom again. And then, he, he, then he's hyper, right? Because he just woke up and he, he wants just to play. Yeah, he wants to play. Um, so my morning routine is a little bit all over the place. If I get to do my self affirmations, that's a that's a good day. That's good. Yeah, if I get to ice roll. That's even a better day, you know. Um, so it's been, but I, it's been getting better, and I I'm, I am trying to make it a habit to like, you know, fit it in so I don't lose that part of my morning. But it's been hard. It's been definitely like an adjustment. Yeah, I'm a big morning routine person. I need to work on shortening my morning routine. I'm just so lazy in the morning. Like I like taking my time, but then like I'm like, fuck, I've been out here for an hour. And I'm yeah. answering emails and I'm working, I'm doing stuff, but like I I, I love it. And but something before that I will say though, like my morning routine before my puppy was did not include me going outside, right? Because I didn't have a need to, but I was listening to a podcast of like this holistic wellness coach or something. And she was saying, um, people should incorporate like 10 minutes of sunlight in their morning routine because that kind of like read that, like, that truly has changed my life. Actually, I I I don't know if it's the same podcast, but I heard that a while ago and I started doing it and I was like during the bar exam, I started doing it during the bar exam because I needed to get out of the studying Ch- game changer. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe, maybe it was. And so I've been doing that with my puppy because I take him outside. So I'm like, oh, so that, that, that's good. Right. Because I'm like going outside, like getting some like walk steps in whatever, you know? So I, I have to give credit words too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it all, everything happens for a reason. Even <laughs> if we're a little sleep deprived while we do it. Oh my God. Um, I was like so tired when I first got Benji. I was like, I'm so tired. I was just exhausted. And I felt a lot of, I guess you could say entrepreneurial guilt, you know, like how there's mom the guilt. Mom guilt. Yeah. yeah my no, mom is probably I, laughing right now. Just so She's like, imagine you, when you have kids. Yeah. I felt, well, I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, I am not giving you my business enough time. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm like, and I was like, okay, relax. It's not, it's not the end of the world, right? Yeah. You're not um, a brain surgeon. Your business won't die. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. If I have to take my dog out, out 15 minutes outside, you know, it's totally fine. But I was like freaking out and I was, but now I'm like, it's no one, my clients are not going to even realize I'm gone, you know? Like, it's, Yeah. No, you gotta, that's super important that you make time for yourself any way that you can. Cause at the end of the day, like, the, like like we said, like the only person who has your business, your business's best interest at heart is you, and you're the only person who has you your best interest at heart. That's oh, so hard did. to say. Mouthful, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. But no, this was incredible. Where, well, before I ask where people can find you, what's the biggest piece of advice you have for someone who wants to go into entrepreneurship, specifically social media management? Just follow your gut. You know, um, it's like way easier to get started than you think 
honestly, because there's a lot of resources online, especially nowadays with TikTok. So just follow your gut. If that's something that you're being called and pulled towards doing, just go for it, right? What's the worst that could happen? Probably like, it's probably not that, it's not that bad at the end of the day. So I would just say, just go for it. If that's what you're feeling called to do. Yeah. I actually just posted a reel about that. Jay Shetty saying like, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? What's the worst that could happen? Or no, what, what if it, it's, what, what if it can be even better than you imagined? What's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Be realistic. And I was like, that hit because you really just never know. It could you know, be so much better than you imagine. And you never know what could happen. Yeah. And like, it doesn't have to be perfect at, at, from the beginning. It obviously, and it won't be perfect from the beginning. Like it literally won't. So just, just get started. Go, yeah. go on Canva, make an okay logo, right? Make it, it doesn't have to be perfect. Go on Canva, do something, pick some brand colors and just go for it. Honestly. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. Launch fast and adjust. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's my biggest, that's my biggest tip. Perfect. Where can everybody find you if they want to work with you? Where can they reach out? Um, they could find me at girl socially on TikTok and girl or girly Gigi on Instagram. Perfect. I will link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Mm-hmm.